Hello, this is the Daily Tech Insurance Small Tech News Review that I do hope you find interesting and informative. That makes it sound really bad, but I think it should be interesting, especially this first one that you saw in the thumbnail. So, ARM wants to obliterate Intel and AMD with gigantic 192-core CPU. So, of course, um, 192 cores, I don't think I need to say this, but I think I will anyway. 192 cores. That's a few cores right there. Obviously, um, definitely not low on the core count there. Um, definitely very high. The fact that my computer has four cores, that's absolutely massive. 188 core, uh, eight, 188 cores more than uh, the computer I'm using right now. And most people only have a six or eight core. I say only. I mean, for most people, a six or eight core is absolutely fine. In fact, most people don't have any more than that. I think six cores probably the most popular. What most people have probably through those Ryzen like five. But anyway, um, 192 cores. Very, um, interesting. So Armour's provided an updated roadmap on its Neoverse platform, which was first unveiled back in 2019, setting out more on what's to come. So current Neoverse N1 designs reach 128 cores and 128 threads, which obviously is no joke even then. 128 cores, still a lot. But of course 192 cores is much better. Definitely much better. Of course I think these are actually massive as well because of course they got to fit in all of it. So, uh, so focusing on pure performance at any cost, ARM Neoverse N2 designs will surely make Intel and AMD sit up and take notice. It is built on the 5 nanometer node, that's quite good, and the Persis will offer up to 192 cores uh, for 350 watt uh, TDP. Uh, uh, so 350 watts is quite high for a CPU. That's uh, still quite good though for the fact that it's 192 cores. I mean, you see something like 80, 120 uh, watts for a 6 or 8 core. And then, of course, you have 350 watts for 192 cores, very power efficient, I mean, for what it is. Uh, so it is rivaling and potentially surpassing the EPYZ and Xeon in key categories. Uh, the V1, meanwhile, is likely to have a lower core count, uh, but will offer better performance per thread uh, compared uh, to performance per socket. So both Neoverse V1 and N2 support SVE, which is Scalable Vector Extensions. Uh, which is also used in the Fujitsu uh, A64FX chip powering, which, which is currently powering the world's fastest supercomputer. So definitely trying to um, compete with these. Uh, according to Anantex, uh, Andre uh, Frumensu, I can't say names like that, uh, the V1 will likely be an ARM uh, V8.4 plus SVE1 design, uh, while the N2 will feature a V9 SVE2 e2 design so a bit different just obviously better the processors based on the n2 and v1 platforms will also offer pcie gem 5 with support for ddr5 and hbm2e memory also as a side note it's very likely that uh, nvidia which also acquired arm uh, this month um will have a new high performance core count coming in 2021 or 2022 uh, so a year or two from now uh, so, definitely a shorter story there, but still um, very interesting. Obviously, 192 cores. Obviously, just be used for like supercomputers. These aren't going to be consumer chips whatsoever. 
I mean, a, most things won't even support them. I mean, a 192-core chip is definitely using a different uh, chipset towards what we see. So, obviously, uh, most people uh, will never even imagine using one of these. 192-core, like, most people don't even have a use for that. Like, most people uh, sometimes struggle to even use 8-cores, so never mind 192. Uh, definitely interesting, a lot of cores, um, and should probably be used for a supercomputer to be honest, so uh, very interesting there. Uh, so the iPhone 12 is coming on the 13th of October, uh, so we've been waiting for the iPhone 12 for a while now, obviously um, it was meant to be going in September with the rest of the things like the, iP uh, the iPad, uh, Apple Watches, uh, but now um, it's going to be it was obviously delayed to the 13th of October, that's quite old news. Found that out like a month or a bit ago. Uh, but now it's going to be, now they've confirmed, uh, it, we were expecting October anyway, but uh, now they've confirmed it's the 13th of October, I believe. Um, I know, so it's not being confirmed, but it's almost 100% likely or something like that. Right, so obviously... Um, should be quite soon. Of course, it was really interesting to some people that they didn't just delay everything and they chose to still do the event for the iPad and stuff like that. So, of course, uh, we're talking about the iPhone 12 forever, but it should uh, be here soon, uh, like three weeks most, I think it is, something like that. Uh, a plausible seeming leaker with an IP address that fits their story has tipped the 13th of October for Apple's big launch event. And also, the generally reliable John Prosser uh, concurs um, and adds that pre-orders will start on the 16th, so three days after the event. Uh, of course, it would make sense. Uh, so I think what we're expecting is the iPhone 12, which could be the iPhone 12 Mini, uh, or uh, the 12, uh, or could be the 12 Max, uh, depending on how they choose to name these. Uh, the 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max. Uh, so. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is to talk about there. Uh, yeah, should, shouldn't be too long until we get the iPhone 12 now. I also assume Big Sur will be coming out around this time. Possible. Not too sure, though. It would make sense, though. So, obviously, not long to wait for the iPhone 12. And even then, not long to wait until you can pre-order it. How long it will take for it to ship after that? Not sure. It could take even a month for it to ship. I don't think it normally does. I think it you can generally get it quite quickly after. Wait, did it say it was shipping, or is it... No, pre-orders on the 16th and I assume will be shipping like a week or two after that. Uh, so that's quite good. Xiaomi takes on the Asus with um, the rumoured 240Hz and 360Hz uh, external gaming monitor uh, with prices from just 999 uh, yuan, which is 148 um, US dollars. Interesting price there. So, of course, Asus recently unveiled the ROG Swift 360Hz uh, PG25NQN uh, monitor. That's an absolutely massive name, and I'm not wanting to say that again. Uh, which is the world's fastest esports gaming monitor. Uh, that's what the tagline is. It's, of course, 360Hz. A lot of uh, frames a second there. Of course, Hz is like frames per second. 360 frames per second. That's a lot, obviously. Of course... Uh, most people are using like 60 to 120, 144 hertz. I think that's kind of the most people use 360 hertz. Obviously, you need a pretty decent computer to run that. Uh, of course, even it's a lot of 
frames a second. Anyway, so um, according to a report out of China via uh, Xiaomi Today, the company has plans to release a new 24.5 inch external gaming monitor that will offer customers the choice between a 240Hz and 360Hz refresh rate. It's interesting how I've seen a 360Hz even though 240Hz is still quite, not rare, but lots of people don't have it. Uh, and you're and the same original source claims that the prices start at 148 US dollars, which is 999 uh, yarn. And although it's cheap, it cannot be fairly compared to uh, the nearly 700 dollar uh, US dollar um, you need to get the ROG Swift 360Hz PG25NQN. Uh, for starters, the low price means that it will uh, be for the entry level 240Hz model. Uh, and it's currently unknown what the other difference is between uh, the two models. Also, uh, this is a domestic market estimate, and it is well known how expensive Xiaomi products get once they leave China. So, of course, it will probably get more expensive, like maybe 500 I think would be fair, uh, once it's out of China, of course, they're selling it there. Also, it can be fairly presumed that the Xiaomi's 360Hz one uh, would certainly challenge ASUS uh, in regard to affordability but it will still cost a decent bit. It's expected for these monitors to feature IPS panels manufactured by um, AU Optronics. Uh, little else has been mentioned about these monitors, apart from they should appear in Chinese market in November. Uh, so yeah, that's quite interesting, the fact that it, all these stories seem to be short so far. Uh, quite interesting how they'll be making a monitor um, that this uh, refresh rate of course, uh, I guess it's getting 360Hz more into the market, and even 240Hz, as I said, because um, obviously with these new graphics cards, people, a lot of people will be getting 240fps um, in most games, especially if they don't have the settings up to like 4K, stuff like that. So obviously, uh, if you're like 1080, they don't say um, what um, resolution these will be. I guess they don't know that much, but I assume it will probably be 1440p to 4k I think, I don't think 1080p would be uh, on these, but it does depend uh, on what they choose to make. Right, and now a bit of a sadder one, uh, free dead after huge fire at a Huawei facility in China. So when I first covered this a few days ago, um, it said that nobody had uh, been injured or uh, killed, but of course that's happened. Uh, so three people have been found dead after a huge fire broke out in an unfinished research facility of Chinese technology giant uh, Huawei Technologies in southern China. Uh, this is what local um, authorities said on Friday, so like two days ago. Uh, so the fire in the industrial city of uh, Dongguan uh, started at the building uh, still under construction. Uh, so where the company is developing a research base, obviously this is going to delay them a decent bit. So, the blaze was extinguished after 140 firefighters were called to the scene, and a local fire brigade said in a separate statement. Um, also, there was footage broadcast online by the state media, CCTV, which showed dark clouds of smoke billowing out of the blue and white building. You can see a picture from there. Uh, so, of course, the building on fire is a steel structure and it's not being put to use. Um, obviously, the lab is main, it was mainly meant to research things like 4G and 5G antennas related to Huawei's base station uh, business. I assume this is going to delay them a lot though with that particular building. 
Uh, so earlier, uh, the city's fire rescue department said the main building uh, burning was sound-absorbing cotton, and of course that spread. Uh, Hawaii's main office campus in the southern city of Shenzhen uh, has had large sprawling uh, vice complex in nearby Tuan, so a bit unfortunate that people died in this. Obviously, because of that, people I think this will delay the building, but I don't think that's something that should be cared about currently. The fact that people died is obviously bad. But yeah, that's happened. So obviously, a um, bit unfortunate for Huawei. They've got a lot going on, and now they've got uh, people dying under their buildings, not helping them in any way. So as I said, Huawei have been definitely getting a bit unlucky recently. Right, now for a different one. Uh, so, not still quite bad news, but obviously not as bad. Uh, EVGA says the NVIDIA RTX 3080 cap issues cause crashes. Uh, confirms stability issues. So, of course, about two days ago, um, I talked about the RTX 3080 and the failing. It was uh, the issues that I was having where it was failing. Uh, it would crash during games and take you back to the Windows 10 uh, home screen or whatever. I think it only works with Windows 10 anyway, so Windows 10. Uh, and EVGA, which was one of the manufacturers who had this issue, because of course it wasn't actually the founder's edition, it was literally just the um, off uh, brand, well not off brand, like it's still the same chip, but of course the different ones from like uh, EVGA and um, Gigabyte, things like that, right. And obviously they overclocked them in their factory to make them a bit faster. Uh, but that might have been the issue. So EVGA has seemingly confirmed that the issues with a certain type of capacitor could be contributing factor to the increasing number of reports of crashes. Right, so these capacitors were cited in a recent article by Argos Lab as the probable source of the issues as sprawled widespread uh, complaints in enthusiast forms and Reddit about unexplained RTX 3080 crashes and black screens. Obviously, they're paying a decent bit for these cards, like nearly 700 uh, US dollars, 700 pounds. So obviously, they're not going to be happy if their card's crashing while they're actually trying to play the game. Which, of course, is really bad. Uh, so obviously, they're obviously going to try and fix this, but obviously, it's not great for, I think, obviously, way too much. But of course, it's not great for them when this is happening, especially when people did pay a decent bit for this card. And it's definitely um, making the launch of these cards a bit less... Exciting, especially if this happens with other cards as well, like the 3070, which I think could be the worst one to have this happen to. Obviously, if it happened to the 3090 as well, that would obviously be quite bad as well. Uh, so, reports began circulating earlier this week that some of the new RTX 3080 cards were crashing, mainly during gaming, because that's obviously when the graphics card uh, is getting used the most. Uh, notably, that the factory overclocked range uh, of uh, most third-party RTX 3080s, uh, so manually downclocking impacted the cards. Uh, so if you just downclock it by um, 100 megahertz, it seems to fix the crashing issues. Uh, but this is based on anecdotal evidence that isn't any solid thing to do. But it could be possible that that is the issue. And if, of course, you are experiencing this as well, even though there's probably someone listening to this anyway, <laughs> um, then obviously you could try that. Uh, Igor's lab theorizes that the issues stem from the capacitors used in a rear PCB underneath the GPU die. Uh, so the RTX 3080 cards use two types of capacitors to filter voltages. Uh, so one is referred to as POSCAPs, uh, conductive pol polymer uh, tantalum uh, solid capacitors, uh, but said to be SP caps. 
And the other one is called MLCC, uh, multiplayer, uh, no, multi-layer, sorry, uh, ceramic chip capacitor. I don't know why I said multiplayer. Uh, so the graphics card makers designed the Ampere graphics cards using either all POSCAPs or a mixture of both uh, POSCAPs and MLCC capacitors. Uh, and obviously, um, both types of capacitors have their respective advantages. Uh, the MLCC uh, are smaller, cheaper, and operate well at high frequencies. Uh, but they have temperature limitations and crack more often, uh, meaning more failing. Uh, conversely, POSCAPs are more expensive, bigger, and have higher temperature rating, but don't crack as often, uh, but aren't as good as higher frequencies. So obviously, differences with both, which is, I think, why they included both. Uh, so the RTX 3080 uh, FE cars don't use as many POSCAP capacitors, instead bundling them with MLCC capacitors. And those cards don't seem to suffer as much from crashes, so I think they do still experience that, I think, if you overclock them. Uh, in contrast, custom cards that use all POSCAP implementations seem to suffer from the crashing issue more frequently. Uh, so that's probably something to do with the higher frequencies. Uh, EVGA statement about above acknowledges that its own cards weren't stable with the all POSCAP solution, uh, but confirming that the capacitors could play a role in the crashes. Uh, in fact, EVGA says all POSCAP designs couldn't uh, pass its own internal testing, uh, so they went with mixed uh, POSCAP and MLCC design, uh, which solved the issue. But of course, it uh, did delay the um, launch of it. Uh, but they still need to be cautious, though. There are still an outside chance that this issue isn't entirely related to capacitors. There could be something else. Of course, uh, these new cards have higher power supply requirements than the previous cards. And the drivers are still in the early stages of widespread use. As such, capacitor-induced crashes might not be responsible for all the crashing, but I think it could uh, have a big role in it. Obviously, the drivers might fail, things like that. Uh, also, there's no guarantee that all cards with POSCAP uh, only designs are defective. Uh, it just could have a greater chance. Uh, so that's not very good. Of course, in the meantime, uh, of course, you just really need to downclock it. Uh, that should help for a bit. Uh, it's not a permanent solution really, and it's not great. Of course, you're downclocking it, it's not going to be as fast. Even I don't think you'll notice anyway. Uh, it's not great, but of course, I think they'll be working to fix this, and obviously they are. They've got quite a lot of people buying these, and they want people to be put off buying these. Uh, so that's not very good, but hopefully it will be fixed soon. But I have a feeling if it is to do with the capacitors, then there'll have to be a recall of a lot of these cards, obviously to fix them, but I assume uh, they'll work it out. They could be able to fix it through drivers. Like that is possible. Software can do a lot, um, a lot of the time. Right. Uh, Microsoft has removed security features from Windows 10, uh, but there's a good reason. So obviously, um, when you first hear this, uh, that's kind <laughs> of doesn't sound very good. Uh, so removing security features obviously sounds a bit odd. Why would you want to remove security features? Uh, but there is apparently a good reason. I haven't really read through this, so I guess we're going through it. Oh, the world is so small. Anyway, so Microsoft has stripped out the ability to download files from its Windows Defender antivirus software, which is pre-installed on all Windows 10 machines. Uh, so, of course, the decision was taken to protect users from malware, uh, which might seem counterintuitive at first. However, security researchers have demonstrated that Windows Def Defender could be used to download viruses uh, directly onto your PC. So it wasn't that good to begin with. Uh, so the problem stemmed from the fact that Windows Defender, which is available on all versions of Windows 10, 
uh, could download almost any file from the internet, including malware. Uh, worse, um, they were able to download a test file, so uh, I think this is by, um, no, so the people who uh, did this Tom's Guide um, were able to download a test file, which is a well-known simulated malware app uh, used for test purposes, uh, without the need to input administrative privileges, so obviously not that good. Uh, at that time, Microsoft said that Windows Defender should still recognize any malware downloaded onto the system and lock it down. So while users would still be able to use a security app to download the virus, the security app would stop them from doing anything uh, nefarious with it. Uh, but security blog Bleeping Computer discovered that Windows 10 users who rely on third-party antivirus options uh, might not find the files downloaded from the Windows uh, Defender and seems Microsoft might agree that this is a risk for Windows 10 uh, and Windows 10 users. Obviously, if you can download a virus straight to it, that's going to cause some issues, especially when people think they're safe. Uh, so the Red One-based company has now rolled back the charge changes, so it seems that there might have been an issue, or at the very least, Microsoft doesn't want to take the risk that uh, some bad actors could use the feature to install something nefarious. Uh, so, of course, according to Bleeping Computer, they say that removing this option from Windows Defender is a good thing. It makes no sense giving threat uh, actors additional tools to compromise uh, our systems. So, the news comes as Microsoft rolled out the final beta version of its next generation update to Windows 10, which is known as Windows 10 uh, October 2020 update. Uh, the new operating system brings a redesigned start menu with reworked icons, so a decently large update. Uh, so, of course, interesting that this happened. Obviously, I think Windows Defender will get better over time, but there's not really much they can do. Obviously, viruses are very complex things. But I think there is a good rule to viruses. Most people will never download a virus, and it's very easy to know if you're downloading one or not a lot of the time. I mean, if you're downloading stuff from trusted websites, you won't get a virus, really. And it's only if you're doing something a bit dodgy, really, if you're not too sure about it, I just wouldn't recommend doing it. Obviously, just be safer when using, when downloading stuff from something you might not trust necessarily, or that people don't really recommend. But it is a good chance that you'll never download a virus. Also, another Microsoft news, and you can see, I, you can kind of see the way I search these things. Um, so, Microsoft is buying its way to victory with Xbox, and of course, that's bad news. So, of course, we talked about uh, Xbox buying Bethesda uh, or something like that, uh, and those games. And obviously, with their new consoles, they want to own uh, gaming, want to own games kind of things. So, of course, they can do stuff with them. So, the $7.5 billion um, is all it took for Microsoft to go from uh, a laughing stock with the Xbox Series X and S to a serious contender. Uh, so, last week, they were looking and also ran with no exclusive games at launch and a shabby marketing campaign that was exciting nobody and confusing plenty of people. And then they bought um, Bethesda, uh, the makers of Fallout, The Elder Scrolls and Doom. And suddenly we see how serious it's going to be. So obviously if they make these games um, exclusive, then obviously it gives a good reason to get an Xbox. Even though they are, pretty, they are a contender, of course, they haven't really got many, they haven't, they haven't got any exclusive games, I still don't think they do. Whereas PlayStation 5 did, so it gave you more reason to go for a PlayStation. Saying that though, of course, the Xbox Series S, as I have said, most people will get that, I think. I think that's going to be a really popular console. Uh, so, of course, uh, the problem is not what Microsoft has done, but what they have already threatened to do again. 
so if this was just going to be a one-off uh, way to catch up for a generation's worth of lack of investment, uh, they can understand this. But uh, of course, Microsoft are no longer trying to compete with Sony on a level of footing. They're trying to change the nature of the business to suit them. And they're using Netflix and Disney Plus and other TV streaming services as their inspiration. So obviously, quite interesting what they're doing. Of course, I think with buying it, they can. Um, so Microsoft might keep Fallout and Elder Scrolls as a multi-format at first, but um, eventually um, Starfield and anything else new will probably be Xbox only. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're going to, if you're still trying to choose. Uh, so it's good that they're doing this, obviously, because uh, well, it's not good that they're doing this, but it's um, going to help them that they're doing this, obviously, because then people have more of a reason to buy an Xbox. Uh, and obviously, if they want to play these games, they're going to have to. So it's it's why uh, console wars are so annoying for some people. If you have two exclusive games on two different consoles, then and you like both of them, you really want to play both. You've got to choose. You know, I mean, most people won't be able to buy both consoles. So obviously, that's causing massive issues for some people. You want to play both, and obviously, it's really annoying for most. Obviously, because you don't want to be limited uh, by the console. You want to be able to play more games, but obviously. Uh, exclusives are always annoying. Uh, so hopefully they don't do buy any more. Uh, well, really, I'm personally more of an Xbox fan. Um, obviously, it's kind of a good thing they're getting exclusive games. But obviously, um, it's not great for anyone really. If you've already pre-ordered a PlayStation, uh, then obviously, and suddenly there's the exclusive you want to play on the Xbox. Uh, then you're going to be stuck, well, I don't think you're stuck placing your return it, but of course that's a lot of effort for some, and obviously, especially if there's other exclusive games like Spider-Man, things like that on the PlayStation, it's going to be a really difficult decision. Uh, so that's not great. And for the last one, technically another Microsoft one, uh, but it's about how to optimise a Windows PC uh, if it's a lower budget machine. just thought it was quite interesting. So, of course, um... Ashampoo has slashed the price of its Windows 10 maintenance and optimization package uh, by whopping 88%, so it costs £17.50 or Australian $25. So, of course, if you're looking for a way to maintain your PC effectively, uh, now's obviously a good time to buy this. So, it brings together three of the firm's finest applications Win Optimizer 18, Uninstaller 9, and Driver Updater. So currently you can purchase a one year license for as little as 15 uh, US dollars and of course the other two prices I mentioned which is obviously down from 119 uh, to 97 US dollars which is an absolutely amazing discount. Though something to keep in mind is these uh, products are only compatible with Windows 7, 8, 8.1 and 10. So if you have a Mac obviously it won't work but I think that's quite obvious anyway. Um, also, if you have Linux, it won't work, but I mean, most if you're using Windows, you're probably not using Windows XP or Windows Vista, things like that. Uh, it just doesn't seem likely. You'll probably be using Windows 7, 8, 8.1 or 10. Probably 10, though. Uh, so, of course, Win Optimizer 18 is a system optimization suite designed for to simply system uh, maintenance with a single click. Uh, so it can scan the, the PC for temporary and history files, memory dumps, log files, error reports, and other files that have been deleted. Uh, to safely free up valuable hard drive space. Obviously, you've got this uh, low-budget computer with not much storage, and you're obviously going to want to uh, keep it as much as you can. 
Also, it identifies, why, it identifies ways to improve your system's performance, including invalid registry entries and browser settings. Plus files that can be deleted to protect your privacy online. So it generally does help boost performance. Also, uh, uninstall a 9 build on the latter by getting rid of uh, software you don't want to keep. Uh, Ashampoo says it's the best solution to delete programs, uh, Windows apps and browser add-ons quickly, easily and without leftovers. So you're getting rid of everything. And of course the Ashampoo um, uh, driver updater which aims to solve one of the most common problems associated with the Windows computers, drivers. From Wi-Fi to printers, audio cards, all the things like that. Loads of things need drivers, graphics cards, see, well I'm not sure about CPUs, but all that stuff needs drivers and driver update will help find the latest, up-to-date and most uh, stable drivers for your system. So of course you'll be running at the best performance. Maybe uh, your low budget, really bad GPU and your really low budget computer um, is running so that might be because you don't have the latest driver and of course it could run quicker if you've got this. Of course at this price as well it actually could be really good for these budget computers because you probably don't have loads so that's great. Anyways I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did please consider subscribing and turn the bell notifications if you are watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube. Um, obviously this is so you can see the latest tech news uh, by me, obviously you'll get notifications uh, and of course the tech news is daily uh, and also if you're on anything like Anchor, Spotify, uh, something like that uh, then obviously uh, there should be like a follow button, heart button I think on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there for some reason, I don't know if anyone actually does um, really use that, anyway um, obviously people do anyway uh, obviously there should be like a heart button I believe uh, just click on that, something like that, and it should give you a notification uh, when, or you can see when I um, upload the latest tech news. Anyways, have a good day.